0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A, Member FDSE. No, 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 no. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. No, 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 no,
2: No, no, I've fucking
3: been there. Maze, you better fire it up,
0: dude. Shut your mouth! You're not God or my father. Or my thoughts! Drive your fucking wally They laugh in New York, and they they laugh in San Francisco.
2: But They will not be laughing when the mouth of hell
4: opens up and sucks. The whole world is in the power of the evil one, the devil, and the media that he uses to control the world is television.
1: Club on the Count the Dings Network, a nuanced discussion about television that captures our imaginations. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, and I'm joined by Jake Hoy and Ian Liu. This week we were expecting some super deluxe mindfuckery, but it's just a private joke. Got the Devs Series Finale, Episode 8. Starts with a cold open, of course. The Devs' elevator has crashed, and we hear space noises. <laughs> Stewart is continuing his open mic night by reciting The Second Coming by W.B. Yeats. We see Jamie's silhouette in front of the gold foil, then Lily's, then two shadows hugging. Forrest in front of all white light, Amaya in a field. And then back to Lily in the elevator just where we left her. Lily walks slowly through devs, admiring the computer before entering the projection room. Forrest is waiting for her, checking his watch to stay on schedule. I don't know what I am anymore. Something that makes no decisions, has no choices, follows a path I can't see, Lily says. Forrest's extremely strong edibles have granted him a sense of enlightenment.
0: You've taken everything from me.
1: I'm sorry.
2: I hope I don't sound unsympathetic, but I've taken nothing from you. I can't take what you never had. The sense that you were participating in life was only ever an illusion. Life is just something we watch unfold. Like pictures on a screen. not a film, Lily. Really. Determinism may be strange, but it's also beautiful. A small piece of information provides all information. The state of every particle is related to the state of the particles around it. Understand the state of one Understand the state of the other Keep going Know the state of everything
0: That's impossible
2: No, it's big data The data of all
1: things held So Jake, we didn't get any new exposition. It was more of a re-emphasis of the episode five info dump.
3: That's right. We had no more clarity than we got from Katie.
1: We already knew everything that was being said, and because we've talked about it so extensively, I think this was kind of a... (laughs) A cheat sheet for the the lower level people in this AP class. You know, the ones struggling to get by. <laughs> Forrest says it's not a film. It is Amaya. She's alive. Lily disagrees, believes a simulation can't be real. And Forrest mind fucks her, says there's no difference. This is the moment you take the gun out. So Eden, at least Lily took the gun with her. So she's making progress.
5: Right. I definitely did, was not sure how this was gonna go. I was a little confused when, she, when Lily said her line about like, I'm just a robot, not making any decisions, following the path I can't see. I was proud of her for taking the gun.
1: Stuart waits patiently in the atrium. Katie is in the lab watching Amaya in a white space. The Matrix called The Construct.
4: This is The Construct. It's our loading program. We can load anything from clothing to equipment Weapons, training simulations, anything we need. Right now, we're inside a computer program? Is it really so hard to believe? Your clothes are different. The plugs in your arms and head are gone. Your hair has changed. Your appearance now is what we call residual self-image. It is the mental projection of your digital self. This, this isn't real. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain.
1: Lily knows something she does breaks the system and wants for us to show her. I'd try to talk you out of it, but I already know I don't. Doesn't he sound just like me, Eden?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) In the projection, Lily walks Forrest to the elevator at gunpoint while a trembling Katie watches. Forrest says, it'll be okay. I don't know why you say that!
5: (laughs) So bad.
1: In the elevator, Lily says they're going to the Amaya statue. You know what happens to Messiahs, don't you? They get resurrected, Forrest says. Lily shoots Forrest in the face, cracking the glass of the elevator and breaking the vacuum seal. The elevator drifts off course like a planet that just lost its orbit, crashes into the ground, shattering, and Lily dramatically suffocates from lack of oxygen. Jake, what did you think of the rerun element, the pre-visualization of what's literally about to happen?
3: I was thinking, can't she now reject what's in front of her now that this is the first time she's known what the future brings? So. I don't know. I found it a little strange.
1: Strange good? Strange bad?
3: <laughs> I guess I found it all right, you know, because I was entranced by what was coming. I guess I was okay with it. I mean, you know, it's a, it was a strange episode to experience in light of everything else. Endings always are. Yeah. In a way, they can't sustain the weight of the build, but... Not that this was a disappointing ending, but similar to Saul, it's almost like a deflation because you don't have the energy levels of what the previous episodes.
1: Yeah, I found myself fairly tense at this point. Yeah. But I liked the idea from a filmmaking perspective of showing us what's about to happen literally right before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It was clever, I thought.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, in that sense, yes. I mean, I really trust Garland's narrative decisions. In some ways, this was the most linear storytelling he's done since The Beach, which he didn't make as a filmmaker, right? But it was like almost a concession to, okay, it's difficult subject material, but let me not complicate the presentation of the story.
1: And the finale had a ton of patience
3: yes it did a surprising amount of patience i thought
1: because there was that overwhelming dread that propelled the first half of the season yeah and there was a high tension level and then really since the awkward double date things have slowed down tremendously once kenton made his move right back in the present lily processes the inevitability of her murder suicide Forrest questions her intent, and Lily says it's for Jamie. Forrest shares a secret he's been wanting to tell for a while, confirming it's Deus, not devs, because it uses the Roman V. It was just a private joke. (laughs) Yeah. Forrest channeling Alex Garland right there. Forrest puts his hand on Lily's shoulder as they are silhouetted by static. The sequence repeats itself exactly, except Lily tosses the gun as the doors close. She made a choice. Amazing moment. Amazing. Which sends Forrest and Katie into utter panic.
5: (laughs) The look on their faces.
1: We've left your system. And she calls Forrest a false prophet. Stuart, patiently waiting in the atrium for this exact moment. Now we know why he's been there for 12 straight hours. Yeah. Taps a couple buttons and forces the elevator to crash. God
5: damn it, Stuart. What are you doing?
1: This is a question of the episode right here. So I'm going to provide you guys with a binary explanation. Stuart has definitely watched this scenario play out before. We talked about whether he had maybe looked into the future and it's pretty clear at this point that he has. Yeah. So either Stuart also made a choice, an equal and opposite counter to Lily's because he was scared of the unknown outcome of, or Stuart is the system course correcting the deus ex machina that proves everything is inevitable. Which one do you guys like better?
5: It's annoying, but I, I feel like it's Stuart as the system course correcting itself. I have such a love hate with that. But like, that's also what I feel like it was saying is because in showing Lily what was going to happen, that is what like triggered her to deviate. Right. And so that's Stuart's way of just balancing it out. You can't let her make a choice. So you never should have presented her with
3: the choice by showing her the future. <laughs> Do you it, get what I'm saying? It, it begs <laughs> to me. It begged the question of whether... Each person saw something different when they looked into the future. So were Katie and Forrest blocked because that moment wasn't predetermined? In that moment lies a choice. And until that choice is made, the static can't be cleared. Right. So it wasn't the end of something. It was just another beginning. Stewart claimed that He needed to keep devs out of the hands of Forrest. Maybe he saw what becomes of devs in the hands of Forrest because Lily's making that choice.
1: That's interesting. So devs could be a little different based on who's using it.
3: I had to wonder. You know, it was never made clear.
1: That's a pretty good thought. Could certainly be the case in one of the zillion timelines katie asks stewart what the fuck and stewart is remarkably blunt (laughs) because i realized what we have done someone has to stop this don't blame me katie it was predetermined so he's literally contradicting himself right there
5: yeah (laughs) so mad
1: he's saying both things that i proposed right stewart drops the mic his poetry readings are done peace (laughs) out that's it that's a wrap on stewart thanks for playing
5: he just leaves Yeah. (laughs) I'm done here.
1: I'm going to leave you in the vacuum sealed lab. (laughs) Crazy noises. Forrest is inside the construct being assembled over and over again. Katie can talk to him as a disembodied voice and test him for fidelity, Jake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, basically. Is it now? (laughs) What the fuck did Lily do? She made a choice. That's why we can never see beyond this point. She made an actual choice.
5: All her talk of God and messiahs.
0: And look who she turned out to be.
2: What do you mean?
0: She committed the original sin.
2: Disobedience. She did.
1: Then it is Deus.
2: It is Deus.
1: Once again, here we are driving down Choice Road, Jake. The synergy of this podcast is at an all time high.
3: Oh my God, it's kind of mind blowing.
1: <laughs> Katie says it's time, warns Forrest about Lyndon's multiverse principle, and cries as she dissolves him. Lily's consciousness re enters her body at the beginning of the show's timeline. Sergey is alive, and she is freaking out. She does a double take when Pete, or should I say Piotr, <laughs> says, be all you can be. <laughs> Back to UC Santa Cruz one more time. Lily nearly walks into traffic again when she sees Forrest. Always trying to get obliterated by driving cars. <laughs> Lily's colleagues are walking and talking. Lyndon and Stewart are talking outside of Maya. Sergey has his big presentation, but Lily wants to see his Sudoku app. What, do you think I've got a little action on the side? (laughs) Lily walks into Dev's. Camera does this weird pan up and then down to reveal an empty path. Not sure what the significance of this is. Lily finds Forrest in a field with his wife and daughter. So they are the same age as when they died. I wonder if that means that their death was way more recent than we thought, or if it's just an oversight. What do you think, Jake?
0: Mm.
3: I didn't know what to think of that. You're right. I mean, if we're starting back where the day we began, essentially, how does his daughter, maybe a year?
5: Like, yeah, if it's within the year.
1: Because Dev should be able to age people up or down. He had them inserted additionally. He just had Katie put in.
3: At their time of death. What yeah. was funny was the field, which reminded me of all those Westworld totally. flashbacks from Maeve. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's all on UC Santa Cruz. I've been in that field. I've run my fingers through the grains. <laughs> the grass, Is real.
3: that where Westworld filmed it, too? <laughs> it's funny how that's a, you know, that's the dream. <laughs> I, I guess it's tied to the, the wide open West.
1: Forrest explains that they have been uploaded into the system resurrection as promised remember Forrest corrects lily it's only called Deus now and calls it the afterlife paradise the valley beyond san junipero in this variation anyway Forrest and lily are the only ones that know it's a sim and they are living in many worlds i like how the color tint and lighting changed in each shot as he's explaining this i thought that was really cool in other worlds, it will be closer to hell from when those he died. other harder lives we have to lead, I thought knowledge would be a comfort. I don't know if that's right, but it was the choice I made. Just thought I'd exercise a little free will. Once again, choice. Eden, would you rather live through a hellacious simulation knowing it was a simulation or not?
5: <sighs> so I guess because she's clearly confused about how she got there and why she's there. So some explanation had to happen for her to keep existing without questions, right?
1: If this happens every time, she's always going to find Forrest immediately. So, yeah, I guess I'd want to know. Because this is the eternal question from The Matrix as well, Jake, when Cypher wants to get plugged back in. I always love that scene when he's eating the steak.
5: Right. Yeah, it's a great scene.
1: And there's definitely some ignorance is bliss that appeals to me. Yes.
5: Based on what we know of Lily's character, she needs answers to like exist. You know, she would just go crazy if she she couldn't just keep living in a world where she didn't understand anything about how she got there or why she's there and why nothing is the way she thought things were going to go.
3: Well, the difference in The Matrix is it's such a bleak (laughs) truth. Right. (laughs) Right. It's such like a gross reality that you're like, yeah, please just give me the sim. What do I care? This one is, it's more complicated and the choice is more difficult because what the reality is, reality and the sim is the sim. You're still who you were. The thing about it, this episode, was that it was a reveal that it it was truly a sim, right? And not accessing parallel realities in which he was trying to place himself.
1: He never could... Wormhole himself into another universe.
3: That Um, was the real dream. uh, Maybe. Right. Yeah.
1: All the simulations end with him getting shot by Lily and them dying. This is what he was accounting for his endgame, his resurrection.
3: I guess the replication was the point of the device, right? You have to replicate things at a molecular level to create the sim that you want.
1: To replicate all the sims. Yeah. Devs was a simulation machine that accessed many universes, and we never knew which one we were in when we were looking at anything. When they got it to work and they got it to be crystal clear, it was because we didn't know if this was our universe or not that we were looking at. They still don't have the control to select the universe to put him in resurrected they had to do like a mass upload to everything. I think this was always his plan. So they plan just took Lily because he always Forest, knew that he had to die. Once they died, scan them probably and then uploaded the consciousness into every possible universe.
3: This is where the question is, is where do they get the consciousness?
5: Like is it just in a is it in a flash drive somewhere or like how, how are we talking about here? Like how did they get scanned in like how do, how do they get inputted into the system?
1: They scan Forrest and Katie on the gold hexagon. Right. With a piece of cheese.
5: Oh, yeah. Okay. Dasha. Gotcha. All right. All right. All right.
1: And they're the rat now.
5: I forgot about the cheese in the hexagon.
1: You got to have the witchcraft element, Eden.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this, this component was never really discussed. Westworld has discussed it at length. But what is consciousness? Right. And this show didn't address that
1: directly part yeah. of
3: it. So it's almost treating it as just another biological piece of the human body.
1: It's just saying that devs is so accurate that it's indistinguishable from reality. Yeah. And Stewart in last episode is saying that it's reality and thus reality is now the simulation.
5: Which is just
1: another level that clearly only
5: Oh <laughs> <I was laughs> like we got really tech meta in this episode.
1: Do you think Stewart just went back to his trailer and had a Miller Lite like <laughs>
5: my work here is done took a couple of edibles
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ
5: (laughs) pop some champagne (laughs) hung out
1: with his homeless Russian agent yeah (laughs) Stuart's a wild one
3: and so then the world is populated by all your memories
1: the world is one of the many worlds from the time when the show started
3: they're just projections
1: yes even Lily and Forrest are projections. They're just projections with memories from the present. And how they got those memories is presumably by scanning their dead bodies.
3: That's the question, right? Because that's the only thing that makes them different from everybody else in their sim. So it's almost like a biological thing then. That's reproducible. got You know, they don't have the pearls. It's not like they were downloading <laughs> their mind. Into right. right that that's that's
1: they skipped a few steps, right? They didn't show their work on this one.
3: No, that's yeah. that's the only part where I'm hazy is I get the physicality of
1: it, and it's not like San Junipero where.
3: Yeah, we didn't get to see the sausage being made.
1: They were copied and uploaded into a server. Right. We explained that pretty thoroughly of what was going to happen there.
3: That's where I'm like, okay, so when did they do that part or is that not necessary? It was never discussed. Because they had to put them in there to experience it.
1: That was the scene with Forrest and the construct. That was them putting him in.
3: But they don't have to put Stuart in. Stuart. You see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. No,
1: totally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They skip steps, and I, I was willing to fill in the blanks, I guess, while watching it. Yeah. Maybe because of all this other content. We're like, oh, I know how to do that.
5: <laughs> Look, there's no way I would have accepted this if I wasn't also watching Westworld.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least they didn't reboot them in Italy with a pistol every time.
5: Yeah, oh my god. Get that right. world line out of here. <laughs> hey, I
3: love the show. There's yeah. no question about it. It
5: just had holes in it, that's all.
3: I even like that it had a happy ending.
5: Yeah, I did too.
3: And I like the twist. Not like You walk away and go,
1: boy, that was a great ending. Yeah. (laughs) wasn't a bad ending.
5: It just left me a little unsatisfied.
1: Well, the good ending was in the middle. Yeah. With (laughs) the Lily choice and the Stuart choice. Like, Stuart sending the elevator down down was the the highlight of the episode.
5: Yo, when Stuart, I was like about to punch out my screen. I was just like, you -er." (laughs) mf And
1: then this is the epilogue. The
3: episode in total as the ending. The last chapter was relatively short. And then the rest of it was this epilogue, as you say. These kinds of stories are so difficult to end in a tremendous way. We never really understood why Lily bagged Jamie in the first place. Yes, we're, we, we get why she has a turnaround on him. But what caused them to dissipate in the first place and her to pick up with
1: Sergey? We got one scene at a coffee shop. That was it.
3: So Sergey's gonna run this spy plan back again, and hopefully with a better outcome for him.
0: Yeah,
3: you, you know that's, it, that's all in the sim. It, it just reruns. You know these sim questions. The Matrix did it great. Obviously, I mean it was the first one was incredible. All these sub tweets of the Matrix. I don't even know how interested in this question I am. I guess I wanted a little different outcome. Other than them just entering a
1: simulation. There's something special about you, Lily. Something truly unique. Something I did not want to change. Is there? Is Lily special? Yeah. She's especially good at being a shitty girlfriend, Eden. Why? Yeah. Here, she sucks,
5: man, she sucks.
3: Wait, because she asks questions. Like I don't like. This is supposed to be a company full of innovative thinkers, right, Eden? Yeah. Like she's the only one and she works in HR?
5: No, she works in... Sec- <laughs> oh my God. She
1: doesn't
5: work in HR. She worked in security.
3: Oh, she did? Encryption team. Oh, that's right. So she and Jamie basically were doing the same thing. Yeah,
5: but Jamie's like better than her, obviously. Otherwise, she wouldn't have needed him. <laughs> Good point. Right. What is special about her? I don't know. I wanted to root for her so badly, like, in the beginning. But, like, throughout the series, I was just like, man, I just don't. She is not. I would not do anything. Like, none of her choices are. I would not execute this the same way as her at all. I can't relate to her just using Jamie shamelessly. And then Jamie's just sitting there letting himself be used. God, I was just like, definitely had frustrations with Lily's character. Especially because, like, I wanted to like the character so much, which was my fault for going in with that mindset but what was, what was special about her i don't know she's not that great she made one choice wasn't even that great of a choice she should have if she was gonna make a really good choice she could have just not gone on the elevator you know then then stewart couldn't have fucked shit up
1: what are you gonna do now for us <laughs> there's no good bitch who's a god now motherfucker I mean, <laughs>
3: i'm not there what are you gonna do
1: yeah, right? This is one of those
3: situations oh. where
1: Lily is special because Alex Garland keeps telling us over and over again she's special. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's the one that causes the static. She's the static causer. So let's compare her to Eve.
3: Very good at Chinese checkers.
1: <laughs> go. It's go. Oh, <laughs> <I'll> go.
5: Gosh, You <laughs> could get her
1: right. She's probably too Sorry. good at Chinese checkers. That's why she moved up.
3: This is not a character that we've been totally sucked into and are rooting for and right. think she's a true hero. She's, she's
4: like deeply an flawed,
3: stumbling yeah. her way through the story.
5: Stumbling, stumbled through every step. Didn't yeah. do one thing right. Did she do one thing right, guys? One thing other than throw the gun away at the last second? No,
3: she didn't <laughs> see the symmetry in the fire. CGI yeah.
5: fire. I know. She couldn't you do know? anything without Jamie. And Jamie just gets killed.
1: God. So mad. Forrest proposes a coffee date and goes back to his family. <laughs> Our random ass senator from episode two returns, and Katie explains the simulation and reality are identical before asking for help to keep Deus running. There's a funny looking tunnel replacing the elevator. Back at Salesforce Tower. <laughs> Lily finds a completely catatonic Jamie and hugs him. Deus, the end.
3: They need to keep it running so that they can experience the simulation yes. in real time. That's it. Yes. Right. It's like saying, if I give you the keys to the forge, these people won't enjoy their afterlife. Right.
1: Right.
5: So if if the sim d- stops running they don't die they just go blink and it just ends right it just goes up in pixels they don't like die right
1: It would just turn off everything would not exist anymore And yeah. then if you
5: plugged it back in it would you do you have to start <laughs> it over <laughs> Is this a restart <laughs> like what
1: <laughs> I'm just so trying like to
5: get a, my ducks in a row You got to
3: upload the new operating <laughs> system
5: Yeah you got to update Yeah
3: I like I could turn them off for a while, like just have them in a forced slumber. Good question. I don't know. Indeed. I was just thinking, what if and she like, And I'm thinking, what the hell's the senator got? What, what does she yeah. care? Unless we're going to monetize this and have a viable a afterlife, you know, for people. What's the motivation? Just because that lunatic wanted to be with a sim version of his daughter?
1: Did Forrest just stop? doing any of his accounting once he knew that he was going to die in a year? And is the Amaya books, are they just in the tank? Are they broke? Is that why we're bringing in the government?
3: Another great question, because this whole time we assume devs is essentially Google or or what is it, Insight in Westworld, like the most powerful tech company in the world and revenues are not really a problem. I mean, they probably have more revenue than the government has. It's weird, right?
1: It was a strange epilogue. I liked the ending. I liked Yes. The choices in the middle or the inevitability of the system.
3: But what did you make though of her choosing to throw the gun, but that not having any real change on the on outcome?
1: That's what makes it seem like Stuart was an Agent of the system.
3: Yeah. What does that mean, an agent of the system? If it's just producing a simulation, how can it have an agent in the real world?
1: I liked your idea that Stuart had seen his own outcome and that he was just following it. That could be it for sure. Yeah.
5: I could accept that. Yeah.
1: But I also kind of think he made a choice because Lily made a choice. And his choice was to undo her choice.
5: Canceled out. Which is why I'm saying, why wasn't the choice that Lily made something more unaffectable? Or is it just because the system would have never allowed it?
1: She had to look like she was staying on script until the last possible second.
3: That's true. Yeah. Right.
1: Jake's idea of just fucking stab the computer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Empty the clip at the computer, then see what happens, you know? (laughs) Right.
3: (laughs) Why not? We just destroy devs.
1: It just caught me so off guard that you could just program the elevator to crash from the keypad. I thought that was really the thing.
5: Yeah, that feels like it should not be. Like, why should you get to control the elevator (laughs) from the outside? That just doesn't seem safe.
1: And that, (laughs) like, why is that an option on the panel? That was a
3: great question. Like, what the hell's going on there? Really?
1: Also, why (laughs) does it have to be space <laughs> how are they yeah. in space this whole time right when they're on earth at UC Santa Cruz why is that the case you're right <laughs> who designed
5: this shit why does
1: she have to die like it is 2001 a space odyssey
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It looked awesome. I can't, yeah. I can't it. Oh,
3: definitely. Yeah. It was such a cool depiction of this super unique space, but what was the reason? They never got into it. Was it for the sake of the computer system? I think it
1: was for the quantum computer, but that's crazy.
3: It's not like once they entered that space they had to wear oxygen masks like you know, like astronauts do. Since the system's not engaged in the real world. It's just a computer. So Stewart had to have seen something. And we know Stewart was the big watcher. He probably watched as much as Katie and Forrest on his own time. And he right. went down some kinky paths, as you yeah, know. Did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so once you can see, you know you're gonna look ahead. They die. Forrest and Lily die everybody else goes on so why are we only seeing that feels like the machines only depicting forests reality like so it can do history because history is the same for everybody right once at something's in the past it's in the past completely but going forward KD survived for example I still don't fundamentally understand why devs could predict up to a certain point why it could present them a portrait of the future up to that moment it went to static without her destroying devs what's the what's the static the
1: static is lily because lily is portrayed as this anti-god if katie and Forrest are the deus, are the gods mm-hmm. she is the one yeah The system couldn't predict what she was going to do in the elevator.
3: But then it couldn't predict what Stuart was going to do either.
1: Because that happens after the static point, that's why it's not clear. It's not saying that Stuart is the one. And maybe, of course, have to throw this out there, the universe where Stuart punches in the code and crashes the elevator is not all of the world's. There is a world that we don't see that's not acknowledged where he probably doesn't do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, see, in in Westworld, Serac describes these little bubbles of agency. And none of that had ever been expressed in terms of devs or deus.
1: Well, they just hammered and hammered and hammered that it's inevitable and there is no choice and yada, yada, yada. And so that's why Lily's so special. She was apparently the only one who can conceive of a choice. I think they just left a lot on the board. Yeah. They left a lot of things. A lot of holes. Not totally explained. And it was in the pursuit of a happy ending, after all.
3: A- at least in that sim.
1: It. Let's rate this bitch. Oh shit!
5: Ratings time. Ooh. Oh man. I I don't want to go first.
1: <laughs> I was at a nine point five. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. I'm down to a nine.
5: I'm down to like a seven point five or eight.
3: Whoa. Yeah. I, I think I have, we loved it more along the way than you
1: did. Lily just really let you down, huh?
5: I just found myself being pretty frustrated that I didn't like her more, which maybe that's on me. Maybe I need to come back and rate this with like some time.
3: It's funny. You almost talked me down on her in this, this conversation, <laughs> you know, I mean, not See? that I'm down yeah. on her, but yeah, it's like you make some great points about her and, and you do too, Maze. It's like, she really wasn't depicted to be all that special other than this one detail.
5: Just dating the right guy. <laughs>
3: so what what are you connected to from the the presentation of the style to the performances uh, a lot like people were automatons in a sense i took
5: i also still took issue with the way that they chose to move the plot along in like a few aspects like i really took issue with the fact that like kenton just like kicks the door down and kills jamie that was when he was already mad at at forest and katie though like I just didn't understand why that happened. I still haven't come to terms with it. (laughs) I'm okay with narrative convenience sometimes, but like this wasn't even convenient. It just seemed like something. Yeah. Like what did it mean? I don't know. It doesn't have to mean anything, but I like, I like meaning in my, in my actions.
1: It's hard to have a happy ending where you and I both want Jamie to get the fuck out of that relationship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, look, True love. Uh he got what he wanted. Yeah. Right? Run, bro. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
3: Now, do you think they went and got Jamie and resurrected no. him into this? No.
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you tell by the look in his eyes.
5: <laughs> yeah he has no <laughs> yeah damn i know he was even
1: more shocked than the first time she ran up on him
5: gosh this should go through this confusion again
1: she's gonna dump him a million times Seriously. Oh, man. unlimited a number of times she's gonna dump him in all of the simulations
5: he only exists to be dumped by her
1: god my guy. Jake, you got a number for me? I think I got to go with eight
3: five. feel like I was at a nine as much as I was thinking about it week to week. The farther away I get, the more I feel like it was just there at the end. It certainly didn't add on.
5: Yeah. Well, so that's <laughs> right? why I really like the, your line, maze
1: Super deluxe mindfuckery.
5: That's what I wanted from this show. I, I wanted some super deluxe mindfuckery. And it turns out I just got a a show without that. And it was still a great a fun watch. You know, Garland does great stuff with sound effects. And oh, yeah. so many scenes where I'm actually on the edge of my seat, intense into the scene of what's happening. I guess I have to give it at least an eight. Just I mean, for that's that. the
0: thing. Like, you know, I what? did May- enjoy
5: it. Just had things I didn't like about it.
3: <laughs> Thinking about <laughs> the journey was amazing. Yeah. The journey it was. was impressive. I mean, the filmmaking, the set design, the sound, and overall, as well as the music, scenes where we got to see the multiple worlds being portrayed when she and Sergey and Jamie were in the apartment together, so when Katie comes out of the lecture. Yeah. Uh, Lyndon falling. I-, I loved all of that stuff.
1: And it was gorgeous.
3: Yeah, yeah the was. Experimentals used to that soundtrack, the penultimate episode when they are watching the cave people. That kind of makes me want to push it back up to a nine because there's something really extraordinary about this show. It didn't feel... Like a lot of uh, anything else, really, even though it's indebted to The Matrix and a little bit to Westworld, if it's even Westworld or if it's ultimately just The Matrix, you know?
1: I think it's The Matrix.
3: It's remarkable to see how much The Matrix is impacting things this far out.
1: Is The Matrix impacting it or are we just seeing the code, Jake? (laughs) (laughs)
5: Million dollar question.
1: Let's... Do some more ratings. Eden, give me a rating for High Fidelity.
5: Ooh, man. That was like such a fun, guilty pleasure, like binge. Not much I didn't like about 8.5. Ooh. Wow. It was fun. Like
3: I, I, I didn't finish it. Like I had, a, I got a couple episodes in, and it 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 definitely exceeded my expectations. I
5: watched it in like two days. Like I um, could not get enough of that shit. And I, I just, I fell in love
1: with Zoe Isabel Kravitz. She,
3: she in love. So with her. she was special. You felt she was special.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. her
3: like
5: yeah,
1: so much. She's quite,
3: she was good in that.
1: Either of you guys want to give me a rating for Curb Season Ten?
5: Ooh, I don't know. I liked it better than last season.
3: For sure, I would give that a nine on the on the comedy front
5: this season. I
3: thought it was a welcome relief. Yeah, I thought it was a turn to form. Not like the Seinfeld table reading season. Right, that would be a ten. Right. You know, but if, okay. in Curb World, if that's a ten, and on the comedy front, if that's a ten, yeah, I would say uh, give it a nine. I had a blast watching it. Me too. I thought they did some great. The Spite Store, man, come
5: on. It's yeah, just... it's great. <laughs> like so great. It's yeah.
3: And the fire and, then and like Jonah the fire, fire the episode
5: great too. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of great. Like I really like the season. I really I agree about the return to form. Like it got back the essence yeah. of Larry David. Just yeah. like the Spite store alone, the bit with the firefighters. Like that's yeah. so Larry, Like that's Abusing so like original siren. Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs> Try, trying to block them out.
5: Yeah. And it's just, I love that. And now it's like he had turned around to bite him in the ass. Um, I say the
3: funny thing was, he, he they came to get coffee at his place.
5: Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> It didn't even change his opinion. So that's why it was, I feel like it was so like the essence of who Larry, did. like the layer yeah. date we'd, we'd become to love on like curb. Yeah. So you go nine?
3: Eight, five, actually.
5: Eight, yeah, five. I think I got 85. eight, five, eight, eight five. five. Nine is like really high.
1: I'm at a solid eight. I thought it was very good though. Let's get a little zero, zero, zero chatter. So you just crushed through this in what, two days, Jake?
3: I think it was three or four. Cause I think I might've even taken a night off. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my son, Luke, about it and I recommended it. He was kind of skeptical coming out of the first episode. And I was reminded that, yeah, I felt exactly the same way. And I said, no, you got to keep going. Don't worry. Keep going. <laughs> He's like, I don't like the Italian. I didn't know it was going to be set in Italy, he said. I said, like, don't worry, it's not focused only on the Italian story.
1: So your dad and Waz both said they thought the Italian plot was their favorite.
3: It's interesting.
1: I was just stupefied by that
3: i mean i like the old guy didn't you like the the grandfather
1: it was just my least favorite of the three i found it relatively compelling but the other ones were just at another level to me
3: yeah i mean i love the linwood stuff and the mexico stuff the most the italians were third for me i mean what was fascinating was how far away you'd get from that italian story right there was that one episode where it started with stefano yeah And then that was all you saw and you're kind of like, oh, this is interesting. And then they start doing all the turnaround stuff, right? You see one side of the story and then you go back and you get the other side.
1: Yeah, I like that. You get halfway through the episode and then they do a little reset to give you the other half. It's clever.
3: Here's what was going on with him while you thought they were killing him. It's a trip. I mean, where did it take over for you, mate? It's about the middle.
1: It was for... It was the boat episode when I was all in. Just Dane DeHaan on that boat. Yeah. And just trying to figure out how the hell he's going to make it was crazy. But I thought that was so good. And I loved the idea of him growing up on these boats and knowing them super well.
3: Yes. That was... See, that was nice.
1: And that he... Seems like this kind of useless, disabled brother with Huntington's disease. And then he really comes through in a huge way in this just insane circumstance. And of course, that's preceded by Manuel landing in the helicopter and being (laughs) like, all right, you're good to go now. (laughs) It was so cool. Uh, I thought it kind of escalated because the Senegal stuff was really awesome. Ah. And then I thought the finale was the best one with the birthday party.
3: That final scene, oh my god, that was crazy. Was it your take that Manuel left the army? Was that ever established that he just resigned?
1: It just seemed like he maybe just stopped showing up for work. Yeah,
3: that's well, that's what I
1: was wondering. Hey, have you guys seen Manuel? (laughs) He didn't. uh, He didn't punch his time clock today. (laughs) <laughs> payroll's due this week. Should we bill him for these hours or what's going on? Yeah. And then he just becomes a, a friggin' drug Lord.
3: I mean, he was pretty sloppy as a mole too. Like in that scene in the first episode, you're like, this guy's being too obvious. By the time it kicked into high gear, it was hard to not go straight to the next episode. So I, I wanna give it a nine just for its ambition. Super beautiful to watch. In many ways as striking as Devs was in its way, but the cinematography, the location.
1: Because of the locations, yeah. I tried really hard to find a budget of some kind out there and I yeah. couldn't. Yeah. I'm estimating a hundred million plus. I know that Andrea Riseborough said it took them two years to shoot. Yeah. Because of the locations, and they're out in the desert, and they're in Senegal, and they're in New Orleans, and they're in Mexico, and they're in Italy.
3: And they're in the hills in Italy with goats, you know, like, and there's lots of people.
1: And Andrea goes to all these locations. She's in Mexico, she's in Italy, she's back in Mexico, you know, she's globe hopping, so it's pretty awesome.
3: The only thing she wasn't a part of, essentially, was the boat, but she's there to send it off and she's the one who acquires it. Yeah, it was remarkable.
1: I'm at a solid 8.5. You would say 000 over devs, and I'm going the other way.
3: Ah, when you put it like that, first of all, the ending was stronger. And as a, over the top as it was in its way, the scene on the couch when she says, I like to know who I'm working with.
1: Oh my God. With the corpses, <laughs> man. The corpses is decoration.
3: The layer is there. I mean, he has just descended right into full Scarface mode without the explosive temper. It was a better ending. Her walking out and smiling at the guards <laughs> as she's going to get in her truck. I might have to revise it down the road, but it would only be two and 8.5. It wouldn't be above. I would say I came away pretty enthralled. But the dev's journey was stronger from top to bottom. There were narrative conveniences, no question. But it was a super strong finish.
1: Thank you so much for joining us this week as we finish off devs, deus, excuse me, sorry Forrest, sorry Alex Garland, for my guests, Jake Hoy, Eden Liu, I'm Anthony Mays, and we'll see you next week for the Westworld Podcast.